Howdy gamers, it's Leighton here from Leighton Night, the podcast that you're currently listening to in case you accidentally stumbled upon this, in which case I am sorry, but just wanted to let you know that there is a video version of this episode that is up on our Patreon for all tiers. So if you want to join us over there, depending on the tier, you can get all sorts of cool benefits. We do mini-sodes every week. We do some fun videos. Uh, You get access to our fan discord and overall it's a really lovely time and we would love to have you there. So without any further ado, here is the audio version of this episode. So if you want to do the video version, you can go to patreon.com slash Leighton Night or not. Really whatever floats your boat. Anyway, episode... How's it going, Rachel? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm happy that we're that we're doing this. Me too. Am I good volume wise? I feel like I'm very loud, but that's just me. No, you're you're like if anything a little quiet, but I think if Brian set it up, you're like good. Okay. Well, I suppose I should trust him on a few things. So yeah, I guess. Anyway, but it's ladies' night. It is, and we're gonna have some girl talk. Oh, what a night. But yeah. No, this is very exciting. You know, I love talking to you. Yeah, it's the best. You're a fun person to talk to. I feel like we have a lot of things in common. Um, You know, even though I'm old enough to be your parent. I'll take it. In a good way. (laughs) (laughs) Now I don't have Brian here to cramp my style and draw out our bit introductions and whatnot. I mean, it's smooth sailing. Look, this is your show. I'm in the boat with you, you lead the charge, and I'll go wherever you go. Okay, great. So everybody, we're going to go super professional. Welcome to Late Night with Brian Wecht. But instead, today we have the beautiful, the wonderful, the talented Rachel Wecht. Yay, thank you. And this is the show. I love it. What lipstick are you wearing? Oh, it is a, I think it's a Maybelline. Matte, one of those like yeah. matte glosses that's got this new brush technology for glosses and stuff has certainly come far. It was flat, like yeah. it's is it tear like shaped, one of the little but flat. Diamondy, yes, 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 yes. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you could get like really good coverage, but also you could get real precise. You know, because how? That's good. <laughs> I don't know if this is you. So I'm working full time now, so I, I'm doing makeup now. That's my thing. I want to do makeup, and I don't do a lot. Because I have good skin and I'm fascinated with makeup. I I follow a couple makeup people, you know, content creators and whatever who do the full faces and everything. But I'm also kind of like, by the end, I'm like, that's so much. It's so much work. So much product and work. And you are a lovely person at the beginning and you're lovely at the end. But it's like... Let's do the foundation and then contouring and then cover, you know, concealer, then highlight, then blush, then shading, and then powder, and then spray. And then, (laughs) and then you have to put, you know, the base for the eyeshadow, then the eyeshadow, then another eyeshadow, then falsies, the falsies, and then mascara, and then to 
top lid lined, bottom lid lined, lip liner, lipstick, gloss, or second lipstick, you know, for the... The contouring. The contouring or where you do like an outside color and then an inside color to make it fancy. And then you have a beautiful face and maybe you do gems around the eyes or that sparkly highlighter so you look wet. And I'm just like, wow, that is so much. I mean, I'm not naive. I know that's not their everyday look. That is just their look. They're showing yeah. the magic of makeup. But yeah, I'm like, Ooh. but I have all this makeup. And so I thought, you know what? I should start wearing it since I'm going out in public again. But yeah, I really like it. I like this one because it's not drying mm. and it goes on really easily. And then I just threw like a, I have like a little lip balm I put on top, like a Vaseline. Yeah. If it gets weird. And you can still like manipulate it. It's not one of those mats that like you put on and you're like, well, that's done. <laughs> that's wrong. I was at the mall yesterday and I was in, it's no longer a Sephora. They converted it to like a generic JCPenney makeup thing where they have like wet and wild and it, it's cute. But I was trying a bunch of like swatching a bunch of the lip testers on my arm and there was one... I wish I could remember what brand it was, but it was one of those mats where like I went the rest of the day like having not washed it off because I was wearing a jacket and then I went to like scrub it down. I scrubbed everything off, including like big orangey blush that was not my shade. And that mm, one mm. single swatch held on and there's still a little mark there today, even though I have like hit it repeatedly. So so some <laughs> of them are are stubborn. Some of them are and I like that in theory, but in practice, it's always like, would you like to be dry? <laughs> was it a red? No, it was like a grayish. Oh. Grayish kind of colors are my favorite hmm. lipstick. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah. It's so hard finding a good color, like especially with reds too, because if you don't get yes. your undertone right, it Which is rough. Which is something that I've only recently learned is that there's undertones. I feel like there's just so much knowledge that has to be done to completely change your face to be acceptable to people you really don't care about. Like, it's yeah. just like, it's a lot of brain space that you have to use <laughs> so that yeah. you can be beautiful to a few. And then someone will always tell you that you look like trash, no matter <laughs> what you do. So, you know, it's like, oh, thanks. That's like if I'm in a retail place or a restaurant and like, anybody has really nice makeup or put falsies on, I will always be like, I love it. This looks yes. amazing on you. Just because it's like you had to show up for a very early shift at CVS and you put on falsies mm. anyway. And I love you for that. And I love that energy. I love that too. I have also found that there are some stores where the salespeople like just really go for it. Not the ones that you think like Sephora. It's like, yeah, they have to like wear and try out everything. But I was in like Lush mm. and there was a clerk serving me and they had like just everything like all over their face and they looked wonderful and fierce and all that great stuff. And I was just like, you work here. Like you're washing hands all day and yet your face is all sorts of colors and very beautiful. Just and it was impeccable. Was oh, impeccable. What do you get at Lush? Oh, bath bombs usually. Do you have a favorite? Um, No, I kind of go for the fun ones. I did get, so for Audrey, for her Easter basket, they have the Mario Cube. 
you know, the question box. Oh my gosh. It's enormous. <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to, the thing is, I'm, I'm not kidding. It's slightly larger than a Rubik's cube. It's like a jumbo Rubik's cube size. So for those listening, if you're not looking like it's large for a bath bomb. That looks large. They it's have so much cute large. Mario stuff. Wow. I know. I got her the Princess line. Peach. There's like a body gel. Not body gel. What is it? Like a shower the gel? The jelly? Goop. The goop. Yeah. That like the shower goop. I, I got her that too. So we'll see if that doesn't like make her skin go bonkers. But I've tried a couple of their lotions. Like I'm trying to do more sustainable stuff. So I tried their like shampoo bars and stuff and I haven't found anything that I really like. And I'm done with their lotion bars, you know, like their little lotion rounds that you can yeah, like, yeah. rub and you know, get hand lotiony and stuff. And so I've tried some of that stuff, but I haven't really like committed to mm. anything. Are you a lush person? I am a lush person. Yes. I don't take baths as much anymore just because my tub is kind of crappy in terms of being able to hold water. I know I can get one of those things that I put over the drain and I just never think of it. But I really like their shampoo bars. I really like one of their conditioners, Glory. It's green and it smells like coconuts. And it's great. And I didn't realize how great it was until I ran out and then my hair just was so much drier. And I was like, oh, Mm. it works. What is it about coconut and moisturizing shampoos? Because, you know, Audrey's hair is thick and crazy. And in order to like find anything that to like comb through tangles, everything is coconut scented and she's not a fan. And so it's like really hard to find stuff that's like a detangler that is not just full of that fake coconut smell. So I don't know. Do you have a wet brush? Okay. We have a a bunch of brushes. I just got a new one that I got off of Instagram. I'm one of those people that will fall for the Instagram ads, but it seems to be working. It's like a combination. It's got like spikes and the bristles and that one seems to work, but she got like a lot of her hair chopped off. So I think hopefully that'll help. Susie recommended wet, but like the, and I, I don't mean like a Brush no, the brand. that is wet. It's the brand. I yeah, got no. one recently. Oh my God. How was I not using that before? No, it's a great brush. I have a mini, like a travel size one of those. It's a great brush. I just tried this other one just because her hair is just so thick. I don't know where she gets it. Not from me, but. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's expensive being a lady and awesome. It's just. It ugh, is. Tiring. I I totally fell out of practice watching makeup stuff for like Mm. years and didn't realize that like my makeup knowledge was years out of date. But I have several like things I need to look fancy for and I have not Mm. had to look fancy in literal years. So I've been frantically like, uh, what's, how do I, how do I make this work? Um, So I watched Vogue has a playlist where it's just every single like get ready with me with celebrities that they've done. Mm -hmm, Or it's like, mm -hmm. here's gorgeous celebrity doing their makeup and skincare routine. And it's like, your skin, you already look like you have makeup on. Fuck. (laughs) But the thing that I noticed, I always thought this was kind of bullshit, but every single one of them used this particular tool. And I found one yesterday while I was shopping. And... Oh, yeah. The The rollers are great. I had no idea. I just thought it was a bullshit thing. It feels awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. I also got, I guess this for Christmas and I got it. I got ice globes. Oh. They're the water globes that you put in like the freezer and you just can like roll it all over your face. Cause I went and got a facial for like the first time in like a long time. It's just, 
it's just a half an hour of them alternating, making your face hot and then cold and hot and then cold and <laughs> hot and then cold. <laughs> like scrubbing and something. What I really want to do is I need to go back to a Korean spa and get sloughed, you know, where they do the scrub down mm-hmm. with the older ladies, just no mercy. And they just go at it. And then you just watch just like layers of your skin just like come off. And then you're so soft afterwards. You can't stop touching yeah. yourself. <laughs> you're just like, oh my God, it's so soft. And like a baby seal. You are. You just feel better. Like you just feel like clean. That sounds great. I always see the like foot masks that you can get where you like mm-hmm. put your foot in little booties oh, and baby then foot. Yeah, and your feet peel, which I would love to do, but I hate feet. I wish I didn't have feet. Like, I don't want to see them. I'm having to, like, desensitize myself by wearing sandals before I go on this trip because I'm just going to have to be wearing sandals. And I'm like, all right, got to get used to the sight of my own feet. Go get a pedicure. Well, that's what Susie and I went to do yesterday. We were all set. I was going to get an acrylic set and do a little mini pedi. And Susie made an appointment and then we went in and they were like, we're here for the four o'clock. And they were like, we don't have an appointment. Oh, no. The stink eye that the lady gave us was so strong. And Susie was like, we talked yesterday. I made an appointment. And the lady was like, no, we had no appointment and two walk-ins just came in. So you can't. So we're going to try again tomorrow somewhere else. Go elsewhere. Yeah. I have a vision for my acrylic nails. Where's my reference image? How long are you going? I don't go super long. Like, Are you doing those stilettos, the like daggers? Yeah. Yeah. I want to do this like kind of abstract daily. I like never get an actual design, but you know, vacation. I'll get a little. Nice. I saw on Twitter, some mom, a Jewish mom got a manicure of all the plagues, (laughs) 10 plagues of Egypt. And I was like, for Passover. And I was like, that's. That rules. Amazing. That rules. Oh, God. I hope so many other people thought of that because that is so amazing. And so, she, yeah, she had little, like, all the little blanks on her fingers. And I was like, I love that so much. I love that woman. Like, only yeah. saw her hands, but love her. <laughs> I, I had, like, green nail polish that I put on. And then I took it off in preparation for the Manny Petty, but it's like, I do not like this formula and I would not wear this again because no matter how much I scrubbed, I still have like a green tinge. Have you tried whitening toothpaste? Does that work? It was a tip I read. Like once you do the acetone or whatever and get the red nail polish off, if you still have uh, staining, whitening toothpaste. I have to try that because I have whitening toothpaste and I've got a real Beetlejuice situation right now oh. with how green they okay. are. Yeah, try whitening toothpaste and like a little toothbrush, like don't put it in your mouth, obviously, like a little cleaning toothbrush and just scrub, 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 and that might help. Yeah, I've been doing my nails for work too. Like right now I have a, um, a growth strengthening, so it just mm. kind of gives that a little bit of a gloss on. And it's it's kind of nice. It's nice to pamper and like dress up a little and put on a little makeup or whatever makes you feel nice. It's just nice yeah. to do it, you know, for yourself, not for necessarily yeah. anyone else, you know. We have had some good texts back and forths with fashion, you know, mm. pairing mm-hmm. things. So I need to pull you into the fold mm. on a thing that I'm puzzling out right now. 
So next week, going to Creator Clash. That will be very fun. There are some events over the weekend. And then I will be leaving for undisclosed beach vacation uh, for a week. But there's a really like fancy, formal, like red carpet thing that we're doing. And I did not know how fancy it was until after I like I just bought like a plain linen black dress. And I was like, that'll do me. It's like a cute going to brunch dress, but it's not like cocktail attire. But when I went to the mall with Susie yesterday, my mission was like, I need a better dress. And I found shit, this, which you can't see, but it's a teal gown with like gold hardware. That's my favorite color. Oh, nice. I was so stoked. This was from Zara and the dressing room has the worst lighting I have ever seen in a dressing room. Like it's hard Mm. enough where it's like, okay, here are all these cute things that I got Mm -hmm, in multiple mm -hmm. sizes and I know I'm not going to fit into the small. And what if the the zipper gets stuck halfway down and I'm just trapped in this room and I'm going to die here? And anyway, but I had that moment and here's, I should text this to you. (gasps) Isn't that pretty? That's amazing. What shoes are we doing with that? I think I'm going to do nude heels. I'm so sorry, Antrep. I just wanted to make sure the recording was going. The gr- you need to leave. This is girl talk. Yeah. We're talking about lady things. It is lady time. I think it's about time men were involved. In you, you need to <laughs> involve yourself in raising your child. I'm just checking. You need to involve yourself in watching your child. We've been playing video games next to each other for... Oh, well, I'm so glad. So that's that, my parenting for the day. Okay. And away so you go. Wanted to make sure everything was okay. Everything's great. Are your levels all right? Did you look at your levels? I don't make care. Sure you check your levels. I'm not going to check my levels. Yeah, about your levels. Goodbye, Brian. I'll be back. No, you won't. I'll be back. Do you want me to come back? No. Okay, I'll be back. Don't. Men. Men. Anyway, nude heels. Nude. Yes, because I have a pair that I think I've worn once in my life and they look really mm. good because they make your legs look long. Yep, yep. So I'm going to do those. No idea for makeup. You know, I've got options. I was thinking like a champagne kind of like gold yes. nude yes. lip to go with the gold hardware and I have like my little gold necklace and stuff. Could also do the French thing where you do... That's kind of what I did here. So I'm wearing my blush and my eyeshadow is my blush where you match, where you do do, and you match to match. So you could try something like that. But I think gold champagne, I think is nice. If I can figure out how to make it look good, because this is a real bold choice. I have these really pretty teal that like some of them are kind of glittery. And I, I did a look with it recently and was like, surprised that it looked good and not like my first time doing makeup at 13 where I was like dollar store blue eyeshadow, huh? <laughs> Do Hey, that is a rite of passage that we have all done. And as a Minnesotan, I have done that. <laughs> the ice blue, smeared on. The thick eyeliner crayon and then like the yeah. great lash with the green lid and the pink bottle. You have to crawl before you can walk. And listen... My two cents are this. I think let the dress speak and then get some popping jewelry. Mm. You get a statement. You get like a a gold necklace, like a drapey gold necklace and like a good earring. It's gold hoops. Big gold hoops. Yes, yes. And then I was thinking like, you know, a necklace that looks like real thin that you can like wrap around your neck and that drapes down. I have one of those. And then I'd honestly go more minimal and let... The color be the dress. 
But I also think you have time. So I do. Because last week I was like, I'm going to learn how to contour. And then I tried it <laughs> and it was that exact thing you were talking about. Did you try the app? There's like a the filter app? you can put on your face that's supposed to show you where to contour. I don't know how good oh, that would work. But. That's cute, I guess. But once I had everything on looking in my little makeup mirror, it felt like one of those gross out <laughs> 90s cartoon close-ups where it was like, here's every pore on my face. I look 10 years older and not in a cute way. Okay. Check out this girl on Instagram. She's called French Touch of Makeup. I love this woman. She's, first of all, just straight up gorgeous. But she does, like, look. She does bold <gasps> looks, but she also does more subtle looks. She really emphasizes her eyes and her lips. And everything else is very minimal, which is, I really like. Like, I think she does a fantastic job. French Touch of Makeup is her. And she will experiment with different colors, but like her base that she does for her face is very just natural. And then yeah. she just makes the eyes and the lips go kaboom, kaboom. Like she'll do some layered looks here. Yeah. I mean, I suggest check her out, but I would try the two looks, the tealy teal, and then try more the champagne. Yeah. Especially because I'm doing nude heels. Oh, I also got a little like chain belt that's gold that has like suns on it. I thought that would mm. go nice with this dress. If you're doing a chain belt, then I would maybe just not do anything at the neckline. Mm. That's smart. Another woman to try to look at on Instagram who's great is this really cool fashion girl called Carla Rockmore. Oh, I see this. Okay. Yeah, she's great. She used to have her own, I think, fashion line and stuff, but she shows you, so she'll do stuff like, okay, we want to wear our Jordache jeans, but what are we going to pair it with? And then she shows you how you can like layer and put stuff on. And mm -hmm. she's a really cool person to follow for that because she's one of those people that shows you how you can like not do matchy-matchy, how you can do bold patterns with other bold patterns and all that kind of stuff where I think people get a little timid about like, can I pull it off? And she shows you how to pull it off and she tells you the how and why. But she's also, she does it in a very fun, let's have fun because fashion is fun. That's her thing is fashion is fun. Mm. She's great. But I would say if you're going to do a belt, maybe not a necklace, especially if you're going to do big gold hoops. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to do my testing. Are you doing stick straight hair or are you doing the blowout thing that you showed before? So yeah, my options, I'm going to have to try it on and just test some stuff. I think an updo would look really nice because it's like a, it's not a halter, but it's like a lot of shoulder, mm. especially with hoops. Like that's a nice long neck, shoulder mm -hmm. situation. The thing is I, I ordered one of those like Revlon. It, it's like a blow dryer, but it's also a brush. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm going to see if I can make a blowout look. And if I can't, it'll be enough to. <laughs> I have short hair so I can like appreciate all of these things. I'll never use them. I find them fascinating. Yeah, hot curlers are having a moment. I see TikTok videos on Pinterest yeah. and just a lot of girls doing the Farrah Fawcett or like 90s Denise Richards. I'm into it. It is very fun. Oh, speaking of that, so Audrey's spring concert that they're doing, <laughs> one of the songs they're singing is Hold On by Wilson Phillips. Do you know this song? Like the hold on, hold on, that one? No, it's a hold on, 
on for one more day to hold on. It's that one. Mm. Things will go your way. Things will go your way. Hold on for one more day. That one. Okay. And so she's like, <laughs> like singing. And it's just, I had that on a casingle. A casingle. A casingle, baby. For the youths, a casingle is when you <laughs> bought a cassette tape that just had one song on it. And then it had like a different song on the other side. So the A side and the B side. But yeah. For people my age, that would be like a hit clip. Does anybody remember hit clips? I don't I do. even know what that is. Oh I my God, them. they were great. They were little keychains, and I had one that was shaped oh, like yes. a cat, and it had the little card, and I had yes. 30 seconds of Avril Lavigne's It's Complicated, and you you had one earbud, and you could just listen to that 30 seconds over and over, and it was great. I know exactly what you're talking about. That passed me, but I know what you're talking about. But that does remind me of another thing that I have been thinking about and obsessing about. So in the 80s, there were these charms you could get, these plastic charms, and they were all like mini things, like mini foods or mini like skates or makeup or whatever. And they you had a plastic necklace and they would hook, they had little plastic hooks and they would hook on it. And I wanted those so bad, but we could never afford them. They were expensive enough when you grow up without a lot of money, that what you get for how much you're spending wasn't worth it. Yeah, yeah. But because people my age now have money and are remembering or are old enough that they remember these things, they're like making them again or they're finding them again. So like they're back. What do I search to find this? I honestly could probably just do like 80s charm whatever. So I'm like tempted to go onto eBay and like buy a bag. of. Yeah. Oh, I I see them now. This is so cute. They're so cute because they're not charm bracelets like you would get for like to remember, like mementos. They were just crap, like just plastic crap. <laughs> but they, yeah. I wanted them so bad. Like, ugh. I'd like, listen, folks, I don't want you to worry about me. <laughs> I had jelly shoes. You got okay? the blisters. You did your time. I did. And the waffle pattern that like your foot stayed in. When you took your sweaty, sweaty foot out of the jelly shoot. Like, I had that. Like, I don't want you to think that I'm deprived. I had a Cabbage Patch kid when they first came out because my uncle was a cop and he worked security overnight at a toy store. So he bought one when they got the shipment, first shipment came in. So I had an original Cabbage Patch. Like, so I was not deprived, people. I don't want you to worry about me. I had a pound puppy. Like, I had the things that you need in the 80s, but there were some things that were just a little bit out of reach. It's it's the forbidden fruit, and it I'm is. looking at eBay right now. Yeah. You got choices. I know I got choices. I know. I had the Malibu Barbie, but all of her clothes were crocheted by my grandma, you know? So, like, you had so the, the trade-offs. Yeah, I had the American Girl doll that my grandparents gave me and then all the clothes from Walmart. Yes, I had an American Girl doll and I had to come up with a third of the price. And then my mom came up with like another third and then my grandma came up with the third third. And that equals one. Which doll was it? Kristen. Is it the one that you gave to Audrey? Yes. Okay, they should rename Lucy. And then she got another American Girl doll from some friends of Brian's that were doing ads for them and they had like 
just boxes of them. So she got another American Girl doll from them, and she named that American Girl doll Mina. So she has Lucy and Mina, like, from Dracula. And now she has not seen Dracula or read it, but she just came up with these names on her own. And I was kind of like, oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Mina, really? Lucy and Mina? Okay, here we go. I remember, you know, because they do the Girl of the Year doll every year. Uh And I forget what year it was. But, you know, getting the catalog was like the most fun thing of just like flipping through and seeing what you could have. But the Girl of the Year doll that I really, really wanted, and she was so of the time, but she was Keely and she was like a California surfer girl. Yes. Oh, God. I remember when it was Molly, when Molly came out. Oh, yeah. And... And it's like, yeah, oh, if only I had $100 to buy, like, the loaf of bread and a basket that it comes in. Or whatever the American yeah, girl yeah. Doll, like, <laughs> stupidity. <laughs> yeah, I had Samantha who came oh. with a little pink purse that had a little yep. coin in it. There and that was go. it. Yeah. And then I destroyed that doll with uh, <laughs> nail polish eventually. I was like, this will mm. be a cute little lip and a little nail. No, mm-hmm. it will not be. Yeah, no, I actually kept her in pretty good shape. And then when I passed her down, I did send her off to the American Girl doll hospital, though, because her legs were falling off and they repaired her. And then I was able to give it to Audrey for Christmas. You know, I remember my best friend one year for Christmas, I got her an easy bake oven. At this point, she's already been married for a couple of years and had her own house with an actual like adult size oven, full size, human size oven. But she was lamenting. We were talking, we're having one of these nostalgic talks about things that we always wanted as kids that we could never get. And now you're an adult and you can actually have it, but then you're like, that's stupid. Like I shouldn't <laughs> buy a pound puppy. I'm, you know, it's, a, it's inner child work. Right. So I bought her an easy bake oven for Christmas and she was so thrilled. Like this is the <laughs> thing you can do folks. Here's your Christmas birthday tip. Listen to your friends Listen to that thing that they like opine about and then get it for them, especially when you know they won't get it for themselves. She did make something. She made brownies in it and she's like, they were gross, but thank you. (laughs) Like she was so happy. (laughs) I mean, that's that's the ultimate gift giving ethos, right? A thing that they would like, but would never buy for themselves. Oh, yeah. Do you do the thing where you keep a running note thing of like, a friend mentioning something and being like, all right, I got it down eight months early for Christmas. I'm good. I try to. Yeah. So Brian and I have reached um, like marriage gift death, (laughs) I think is what you would call it, where you've been in a relationship for so long and you're both adults with incomes that when you know you want something, you just get it and you don't have to wait for a birthday or Christmas. So we've kind of reached like gift death where his birthday's coming up and I'm like, Oh God, like, what do I get him? Brian cracked the code actually for our anniversary. He just bought me something whimsical, pointless, but whimsical because we're at the stage now where he saw something and he thought, I don't know. I thought it was cute. I thought it was funny. And it kind of reminded me of you and what it is folks. It is a felted cactus. So someone felted it. It's all felted. And it has like these big kind of googly felted eyes and flowers on it. And it comes in a tiny little pot. And that's it. It's just this little cute little cactus in a pot. And when I 
took it out of its bag. I laughed so hard. And it's the cutest thing. And he goes, I just randomly found that. And I thought, that seems like you. It's on my desk at work. And it greets people when they come to my desk. And because it's oh just, this, it's, it's like, it looks like this. Like it's this der- <laughs> derpy little cactus. And it made me laugh so hard. So that's kind of where we are now with presents. Because, you know, it's the whole like, uh, like, what do you want for your birthday? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, like we do experiences or we'll go out and we'll do stuff together. But it's that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But I do try to pay attention to like other people, what other people mention. But there's that peak. Like when you're a kid, it's a gravy train. There's just constant ideas, but then it just slowly starts to go downhill. (laughs) Yeah. I desire socks now. We've come full circle as a child. I don't want socks as an adult. Okay. Socks are so thin now. Yes. Actually, you know what? This is a general fashion gripe. Everything is so thin and so small. It drives me nuts. Being at the mall yesterday, it was like, why would I spend $50 on this? This is like tissue paper. I have to wear tank tops under everything. I'm like, listen, folks, no one needs to see my everythings. Yeah. And so now I have to wear like two layers. I I hear you. I hear you. Or like dresses where it necessitates a slip, but it is not the shape that would allow you to find a slip. I tried on this dress yesterday. I saw the mannequin and I was like, that's ridiculous, but it might work on me. It was like a little halter mini dress, but it was all made out of crystal on the top layer. And so I tried it on. (laughs) It was just like, what if your boobs were loose? (laughs) I tried on a dress once. So I'm a plus size gal. And I tried on a dress once in the plus size size. I'm not an idiot. I know how to get my own size. And it was like a, (laughs) it was an A cup top. And I was like, no woman my size has no boobies. Like, the fat goes everywhere. Like, it's everywhere. No yeah. woman who is a plus size lady has no tits. Like, it's just that does not happen unless medically. Medically. Yeah. But not naturally. And it really was. Like, it was so hilarious. I had to, like, calm down. I was laughing so hard. And then take the dress off because I was like, no one can wear this. And then the cutouts. There's like cutouts nowadays. What's that all about? There's nothing worse than like the shirt or blouse that it is not accommodated for anything larger than itty bitty titty committee. And you get that like wing arm tightness. Yeah. Listen, folks, no shame. I don't care how big your boobies are. Boobies is boobies. But be realistic. Like, have you ever seen a human? That's really what it makes me think. Like, have you seen a person? Have you seen a female person ever? Like, have they ever crossed your path? Because this is not how these two pieces go together. It's like, what body shape is this for? Because this just seems like if it fit you, it wouldn't even be comfortable because it's all weird. Like, I had a period where I was willing to suffer you know, the really uncomfortable stuff where you're like constantly pulling the end of your uh, skirt. No more. I don't want to, like, no. I'm an adult. I don't want to do that. I just want something I want that pockets fits. on everything. Mm-hmm. On everything. Undies, bras, just everywhere. Just put pockets in everything. Necklaces. Why do men 
get the inside of the jacket pocket. Yes. That's the best pocket. Why is it never on any jacket for women? Also, other side note, gents, if you're listening to this, on the back of your jacket is a flap. When you buy it in the store, it'll have a little cross bit of uh, thread just to hold it so it looks nice when it's hanging up. Cut that off before you wear it. (laughs) So many men don't. Cut that off, pull out the strings, it's very thin, and then wear it, okay? Otherwise, it pulls weird across your butts. There you go. That's some free information there. Just look at that suit coat before you put it on. And also, also, your pockets on your jacket might be sewn up. That's simply so it can be in the store. Check it out. Snip, snip, snip. So now you have pockets, folks. Just check it out. Little tip there. The cold shoulder thing that you mentioned. So I'm wearing one of those right now. This is a pajama dress from Killstar that Mm. I really like. This feels acceptable because it's like a tank. It's, It's nice and airy. But when it's like a sweater for cold weather and my little shoulders are out or it's too cropped, like I don't want a cold midriff. And the weird side diamond cutout on the sides where the stomach is, where I'm like, you know, for me personally, I don't want that because that's kind of where my roles are and I don't need to air them. Yeah. It's like the least flattering spot and also the sweatiest spot. spot. Like I'm going to have this like, it it doesn't work unless you're like tan and completely snatched in the waist. It does not work or feel good. Like, Amen. Come on. Well, listen, I am happy that you get to fancify yourself because it's fun. Yeah. I haven't done it in years. You're going to have a blast. It's going to be great. When you go to undisclosed beach location, I hope you have a big hat. Get a big hat. I do. I have a big goth witchy hat. Perfect. Just wear big hats. Big hats everywhere. I would like to say, as we awkwardly transition here, I wanted to ask you, because this is something that I've been wanting to talk to other ladies about. Um, So awkward transition. (laughs) I love it. I feel like there's a lot of thoughts that run through female identifying people heads that don't run through other people's heads and things that we think about that other people don't think about. They did a poll where they were like, if there's no men, what would you do? And women were like, jog at night wear whatever I want. Like, I'm not trying to turn this into a shaming thing for any, anybody, but I'm just like, I know that there are a lot of thoughts that women have that I think people don't realize that we have and that just are constantly kind of running through our heads. It's the threat detection system. Yeah. So there was a guy that I dated who was like big extrovert, normal childhood, very well adjusted. And he was so friendly and like willing to go just like talk to anybody, just like strike up, be super friendly. And that is a thing that is difficult because any sort of like interest at all gets turned into like flirting. Even if you're just being Mm -hmm. like polite in a normal social context. Right. Because you, as a woman, you end up in so many situations where it's like, ah, I assumed that this was a normal relationship and now they're hitting on me. And right. I feel like I have invited this even though I didn't. I was just being nice. 
I think a lot of it comes down to the just being nice. Yes, I think that too. Yeah, there is a lot of that where you're taught to be polite. You're taught to put up with things. Like, for example, put up with things that other people probably wouldn't. You know, for example, so my new job, I just started a new job. And I have a keyboard that has the good clicky clacky sounds, like the typewriter keyboards. It's got good, and it's multicolored. Okay. So the base of it is black. The keys are various shades of reds and oranges and pinks. Oh, it's one of the, you have to send me a picture of it. I love that type of keyboard. I love it. And actually I get so many compliments of it. It matches my, my desk because I want to have a nice looking desk because my desk is like in an exposed area in the sense of I'm not in a cubicle. I'm just out there. So like, I want my desk to look nice and clean and, you know, so it matches my mouse, which is red. Like it's just a very nice, anyway, we had a gentleman come in to my office who happened to be on the board and he looks at my keyboard and goes, oh, are those lipstick samples? Uh, and I did not understand. I was like, I, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, are those supposed to be like lipstick samples? And I was like, oh, no, it's just a keyboard. And then he like, you know, laughed. And I was like, <laughs> funny. And I was like, <laughs> very funny. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And, the, you know, and then he left. And I know in his heart, he wasn't trying to be weird or gross or anything. Like he was just being silly. He was trying to be silly. You know, but I'm also kind of like, why did you go there? Like, why couldn't you just say whatever, literally everybody else says, fun keyboard. Now, this guy, this gentleman did skew older. I'm going to put it that way, older than me. Like, you know, skewed older. But you're not in a place where the assumption would be, because like no. the the implication is you are a woman working your job, which is what your job yeah. is. You're just messing around with lipstick. You know, I, I, I almost know. feel like those things that are totally benign that they would not give a second thought to almost yep. hurt more than explicitly misogynistic stuff sometimes. Because yeah. at least it's like, okay, the fact that you said that to me is you're an asshole. But just somebody who is well-intentioned, that's the stuff that sticks yeah. in my craw for like weeks afterwards. Yeah. Well, it's like, don't make it specific. Like, just say like fun keyboard. Like what? Yeah. Those kinds of things. Like something that I think about. I will not sleep in the all together. I wear clothes when I sleep. I wear like a night shirt or I wear, you know, pajamas and stuff. And the reason is, is that I think to myself, if anything should happen, anything nefarious should happen, I would hate to be in court and for someone to say, well, she was nude, so therefore. Oh, because nudity is inherently sexual. Oh, wait, hold on. This is a really, really bad time. I'm going to say for the things that we're talking about, this is honestly a bad time for you to come in here. It really is. Why? What were you talking about? We're talking about things that women have to think about because we live in this world. Like your levels? Are you checking your levels? (laughs) I cannot tell you. Honestly, I'm... No, I'm I'm honestly... I'm slightly torn because on a comedic level, this is honestly like a perfect time for you to come in here. But on on a content level, it's like a horrible time for you to come in here. In the world I come from, comedy is king. Mm. Okay. Gendered language, king, straight for king, not queen. Okay. All right. Do you need anything? No, I'm good. How are your levels? They're great. Thanks. Great. 
I fed Audrey. Great. She ate dinner. Good. I couldn't figure out what to eat myself, so I'm not. Oh, that's fine. I'll come in and fix that later. Do you need anything? No. Nope. <laughs> Please go. Just go. Great. Right. Monitor those levels. Bye. Oh, my God. Like, did he feel it? Like, was it? Did, was there like a scent? Did, was there like a spidey scent? Oh, I can't wait for him to hear this. <laughs> oh my god! That that's when he came in. But you, but you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, Jesus! The fact that I even have to think that, you know? Yeah, I don't know how this was in school when you were in school. But the dress coding being so inconsistent where, A, why are these male teachers being like, um, your skirt's too sexual and it's distracting. Or I can see your shoulders or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always disproportionately targeted at people who are a little bit plus size or people who are gone through puberty earlier and are like, have bigger, like uh, somebody with bigger boobs in a top that shows cleavage. That's just how fucking fabric works. Yeah. That's ridiculous. When I was in high school, I went to a high school that had a uniform. So, Uh, you know, there wasn't any of that. Like, there were uniform violations for, like, you mm -hmm. know, length of skirt. And, oh, I remember there was, like, a big coup, (laughs) like a triumph for the kids where the ladies figured out they could wear patterned tights. So, like, fun tights that had, like, fruit all over them or puppies or something like that. Because you were allowed to wear tights or nylons, you know, under your skirt. But there was nothing in the rules in the uniform code that said they could not have patterns. And the vice principal tried to give like a, we had like tickets, basically like little demerit thing to one of my classmates. And she like pulled out the hand, like she had the handbook in her locker, like just, <laughs> she just whipped it out. And she was like, according uh, to subsection 5B. Yeah. Basically she was like, according to the handbook, it doesn't say anything about a pattern or anything on the tights. And then he had to sit there and like read it and go, Oh, you know, and then he mumbled and like walked away. Everybody hated him anyway. <laughs> so that we didn't really have that at my high school, but we did have, Regular high school stuff. There were some shenanigans. And, you know, and I want to say, like, put a, like, a gentle caveat on this. Like, I can obviously only speak to my experience, to the life that I've lived, in the body that I've lived, in the gender that I've lived. So I can't speak to everyone's experience. But there is a lot of mental energy that goes into safety and that goes into thinking of how to protect oneself and how to also defend oneself in the aftermath. Like, to be frank, <laughs> I remember telling Brian, we'd have to have like a separate savings account for my legal defense. Because if anything happens to Audrey, you know, and now this is being recorded and it's on the record, like I will need a very good lawyer because I will not be calm about it. (laughs) Yeah. And the fact that you're expected to be calm, you have to be perfect. You had to have done everything perfectly. And then people who Mm -hmm. behave badly. Oh, but think of their future. How about think about person who is affected, like permanent marks on your psyche. Trauma literally causes like effects akin to brain damage. Like that's what my therapist keeps emphasizing to me of like, it is an injury. You see it on CT scans. Like it permanently alters the way your brain works. Yeah, I I know where my privilege lies. I am a, I'm a white woman. 
I live, you know, a good life. Luckily, I have not dealt with traumas that other people have had. So I am very aware of that level of my privilege, but I have the thoughts. I still have the thoughts. I still have that, you know. It doesn't go away. No. It's there. And you just have to continually deal with it. And it's exhaust. I mean, how many times have I like walked down the street with my keys clutched in my fist, you know? Right. Or pretended to have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You, know, you have your yes. AirPod in or whatever. Or you take your phone, you put it, you're pretending to have a conversation. Fake with phone call. You check, yeah. You check the back seat before you get into the car. You get in the car and you lock the door right away and you don't fuss with your phone or you, you know. Yeah. No headphones in ever or like visible headphones. No. Like, no. you're like Jason Bourne. Like, you know where all the <laughs> exits are and you sit with your back to yeah. the wall and like, don't leave your drink unattended. You watch the drink being poured or made. Honestly, John Wick movies should be made with women. I love me some John Wick. Don't get me wrong. I love me Keanu. But like, honestly, there needs to be more of those of women. Because like we are raised just to be, <laughs> to be <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's like lambs for the slaughter, it feels like sometimes, where it's like all of the socialization sometimes. is. And it's also like, Having PTSD on top of that, like automatic Mm -hmm. defense system, where it's just like everything, everything is panic mode. Yeah. Because, like, you know, your brain went through a traumatic thing. And in those kind of moments, you're just an animal who is having like a fight or flight reaction. And it, you know, Mm -hmm. in the future, anything that reminds you of this thing is going to be a problem. Okay, so this is a much more mild thing than what we've been talking about, but... Well, you know, we've got to vacillate because I want people to have the real girl talk experience. We talk about beauty and fashion and how pretty, pretty princesses we are. And also how on the inside we know we are hunted, but we are also (laughs) vicious. Um, So, you know, we have to have these like back and forth. So I get it. Yeah. And now we swing the other way. Yes. So another thing that drives me nuts is the how often women are a whole lot of stuff about women's voices, especially Mm. in the era of podcasts and streamers and content, whatever. Like, God forbid you're a woman who has a voice that is anything, low, high, vocal fry, (laughs) whatever. There's so many times where I listen to a new podcast and I hear a voice and I'm fine with it because everybody has a fucking voice. Mm-hmm. But hearing the voice, it's like, oh my God, this woman must deal with so much shit because this is yeah. the exact kind of thing that people come at women for all the time. Like I used to get points taken off of my public speaking class presentations, just like vocal fry or, you know, up talk yeah. or whatever, which mm-hmm. I would get if I was doing like, voice acting or something. But if the Mm -hmm. only points you are taking off is because of how I talk naturally, Mm -hmm. I don't super love that. I agree. People's voices are like podcast, like lets you hear people from where they're at and where they're coming from. You get to hear a bunch of regional accents, which is pretty cool. And I'm all for that. You know, unless it's a stylistic choice that the person is making, there's really nothing to like just... Don't comment on it. Like, sorry. If you find their voice annoying, then, well, 
find a different podcast. There's so Wild many. how there are a million other podcasts you could listen to <laughs> instead of going online and being mad about how a woman sounds. It's like you listen to it. Right. Dude. But I will say as a note, do listen to your voice. And because sometimes there is a thing that happens to people when a microphone goes in front of their faces. There's also another thing that happens to people versus casual talk like we're having when there's a script. Sometimes people get stiff and they mm-hmm. change their voices to match a script. So, you know, if you're going to do a podcast, just listen to yourself once or twice and maybe be yeah. like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I, I'm doing a weird, like there's that phone voice thing where you have like there's a phone the voice. There's the customer service voice. The customer, yes. yes, exactly. So maybe like, you know, just as a tip, maybe listen to that. And like, if you notice that like your normal casual voice is like, hey, Layton, I think you're looking great. Like, let's talk about stuff. And then when someone puts a script in front of you, you're like, and another thing is that we have, then maybe don't do that. Like maybe check that about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's more of like performance and yeah, that's a st- the and- style. That's the style, not natural. Yeah. yeah. There's so much in the world that is magical and wonderful. I love things like podcasts and social media and stuff because you really do have a chance, if you look for it, to be exposed to so many different worlds and so many different lives and lifestyles and people. And it can be joyous if you're willing to do the work and if you're willing to kind of go out, like open your in little digital door. Yeah, in your bubble and step outside and find something else. And, you know, not everything's going to be a winner, but that's why you can add and delete. Step outside your door a little bit and, like, really just, like, look elsewhere. Or or if you're curious about something, go down that road and find something. Because there really is a lot of cool, really cool, cool people. Yeah, I think with the access that we all have to so much information, I really Mm -hmm. do find, like, the biggest act of intellectual cowardice is being incurious, like not being curious about other people or other things. Like I value in other people a strong sense of curiosity. Like that's Mm -hmm. my favorite kind of person. And I feel like that's a big part of who I am is I'm just like very aggressively curious about stuff. But I think a lot of people are frightened by that and Mm -hmm. don't want anything outside of their curated space. No, I agree. But but the thing is, is like, don't be. Be 99% safe and comfortable, but be 1% curious. Open the valve a little bit. You grow by questioning. And if you can't question, you can't grow. Then you're stuck. And who wants to be stuck? Like, don't be. Yeah. And the beliefs that you have, if you truly believe them, will stay, even if you question them. Any belief that you're willing to base any significant amount of your personality or views on should be subject to question it. Like it should hold up under scrutiny and you shouldn't be afraid of that scrutiny. That's something that is really frustrating to me about like a lot of evangelical culture in the United States, especially Mm. where it's like, well, you've been indoctrinated by family and the circles that you're in because church is such an all-consuming thing and faith then it's like, well, don't go to college because then you're going to become an atheist. And it's like, if these things are as strong as you say for you to base your entire life around them, they should hold up to a couple of years of investigating it. And if it doesn't, that is not a good belief system. (laughs) Like flexibility is important. And like, it's hard to admit that you are wrong or that you have spent a lot of time being one way, but don't let the sunk cost fallacy stop you from living your life. Growing pains are painful, but people applaud 
the person who admits they were wrong. Mm-hmm. When not even wrong necessarily, people applaud their truth. You know, if you say like, well, this is how I spent my whole life and I'm trying to be a better person or I'm trying to learn, but it's going to be awkward and it's going to take me time. People will applaud that. People will be patient. I mean, most people, always the loudest people won't be because that's yes. just their thing. But you will be better for it. You will be better for it. This is another thing that I think about with social media a lot, where it's mm-hmm. like, if you are stuck in a loop of constant negativity and putting things out there that are really aggressive or negative or whatever, I really wish a lot of those people could take the time to self-reflect because people who are at peace or happy or whatever don't feel a need to spread the misery I think so much depression is anger turned inwards, but a lot of people deal with externalizing it because it does. Sometimes you have that moment where it feels good when you feel righteous anger towards somebody or Mm -hmm. whatever else. But like, it's more about you than it is about the person or it's about your broader experience. And this is a thing that represents that experience. But uh, And it's hard. It's hard not to lash out. And it's hard to listen and it's hard to be quiet and it's hard to be patient. And the thing is, is with anything that's hard, it just takes practice. And if you're willing to put in the practice, then the rewards will be great, but you have to do the work. I mean, for the number of things that I've like agonized over like difficult conversations or especially like being assertive in business as a woman and like making sure that you are paid commensurate with your skill and are being treated fairly or whatever else. Mm -hmm. Every single time I've been like obsessively anxious about something and then I do it, it always goes great. And even if it doesn't go great, it's like I feel more secure in myself because I was able to handle it. The world didn't end if it didn't go well. And if it went well, you associate being assertive or whatever, this has a positive outcome. If not materially, it makes me feel good about my ability to like advocate for myself or for other people. A hundred percent. Shall we move on to segments? Yeah, we're onto that portion of the night. We're at the part where is if, if you and I were like at a bar right now and we were sitting side by side, we're at that part in the evening where we're just like, no, you don't understand. You are so amazing. No, you are just so amazing. You're so beautiful. And then some random person would walk by and then we would go, oh my God, I love your look. Um, We're at that part of the bathroom. Here's another thing before we move on. It's interesting to me that men express very frequently that they don't get complimented. Which is a shame. It is. And I try to do that. And again, it's difficult because it is often interpreted as a come on. But I just really wish that it was normalized for men to get to that point where they're like, bro, I love you so much. You're so fucking great. Like toxic masculinity is a prison. Without necessarily having to be super intoxicated. Because you do see those stories like on Twitter where it's like, I'm listening to a fight outside of two guys (laughs) yelling, no, I love you more. But the guys are like, have to be drunk. It is unfair, grossly unfair. And I'm sure there are caveats. I'm sure there are a bunch of people out there 
who speak their truth to their male friends and their male friends speak their truth to them and all is groovy and gravy. But majority, it's not the case. But that is true. Girls come for girls. They see a girl crying in the bathroom. They are like, oh my God, what what happened? Who is it? Who do I have to kill? I don't know you. We just met. We're best friends. Here's a tissue. You look great. Look, you're amazing. Like dump him. Like they just immediately. (laughs) Girls will come for girls. So I agree. I wish it was the same for more men, more men. But yeah, there is that warmness, the female, like, I see you. I got you. Yeah, I feel like, especially the past couple of years, just because being inside, but when I end up in spaces where it's only women and I feel like that's so much rarer, it is there is a much different energy in the room and I feel revitalized by it. Yeah. All right. Well, are we moving on? We've girl bossed our last and it's time. Oh, geez. Okay. It's time. For segments. Our very first segment is our pop culture recommendation segment that's called What's Poppin' in the theme song goes right here. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? See how easy that is? We can just do that so easy. and move on. Rachel, what's poppin'? Mm. Okay. I watched all of Shrinking, the Harrison Ford, Jason Siegel. Apple Plus show. It also has Jessica. Uh, is it Williams? This from Two Dope Girls. She's amazing. It is so good. Like, okay, so, so I don't know. Good. I've never heard of this, and I'm going to take a guess about what it's about. Is it about people who are really like tiny, like three inches no. tall, like a little thumbelina situation, therapists. like shrinks? Oh. No, no, it's not like not weird. It. It's basically a therapist who has like a mental breakdown <laughs> and then his two therapist buddies and then the people he is therapizing and how all their lives are intertwined. And it takes place in California and it is so good. And I want every outfit that Jessica wears because she looks amazing in all of it. And it is so funny and so good so good mm. so that is the pop culture that i am consuming right now but i finished i consumed it so now i have to find something else but i mm. strongly recommend that i love that what about you what's popping for me speaking of toxic masculinity being a prison is mm. a movie written and directed by elaine may who you know very famous formative improv comedian who also mm-hmm. wrote the bird cage which mm-hmm. uh, love that movie very much yep. But the movie's called Mikey and Nikki, starring John Cassavetes and Peter Falk. And they're two low-level mobsters who are childhood friends. And John Cassavetes is on the run. He's like, there is a hit out for me. And Peter Falk just radiates tenderness. Like, I have not seen such good on-screen chemistry in so long. Like, they love each other. I love Peter Falk. Okay. He is so incredible and just like, I want to rewatch the first hour of that movie just for like Peter Falk ASMR personal attention, <laughs> taking care that of you. Nice. And then just ignore how the movie ends and it's fine. But Mikey and Nikki is fucking amazing. It's been on my radar forever. It was one of those movies that I just knew that I would love. And so I was saving it for like a special occasion. And it has a beautiful criterion, like the painting that's the cover. Mm. It's just... 
It's so good. Okay. I love it. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. And also like young John Cassavetes just being incredibly fuckable. It's iconic. I love it. <laughs> love it. So that is what's popping. Tangentially, are you reading anything right now? So I just finished a book called All the Living and the Dead, which is, I'll look up the author while I talk about it. Haley Campbell. That's her. Haley Campbell. She is the daughter of the artist who did all the illustrations for From Hell by Ellen Moore, the graphic novel about Jack the Ripper. And she talks about that, about her dad. So it's a book about people who are death adjacent, people who work in death adjacent fields from morticians, grave diggers, crime scene cleaners, death doulas, like people who deal with death in various ways. And each chapter, she just interviews the people who chose to do work in death adjacent and how, what they do and how it affects them and like how it's about life and stuff. It's part of this whole journey I'm on with the death positivity movement and stuff and how we've gotten so removed from the life cycle. Yeah. Have you played a mortician's tale? No. Oh my God, Rachel, you would love it. My friend okay. Gabby made it. You play as a funeral director and it is like a super death positive, like you go through the process of embalming and like the cremulator. Gabby is so fucking talented and that game is awesome. I will check it out. Anyway, it's a really great book. It's not very long and she's just a really good writer. And then I'm also listening to, I'm listening to the audiobook of I Was Better Last Night by Harvey Firestein. And it's just his autobiography about his life. And he reads it, which is just great because he's got, you know, that voice where he's like this the whole time, <laughs> you know. And so, so and good. this guy, he just has a great life. And he talks about all the plays he's written and not only just about like his life, but him talking about playcraft, basically, like how as a book writer, when you're writing a play, how do you do it? And not only creating your own original works, but then he has adapted things. So he adapted La Cage of All and he adapted Kinky Boots and he did like Newsies. So he talks about like, well, how do you do that? And so it's a really good like kind of craft novel, like book as well. And it's just him just <laughs> and he's just, he's funny. And of course he's experienced so much. And then the whole book is just this, which is great. You know, and I know I sound like Natasha Leone, but it's that kind of thing. Like, so I mean, don't we all want to sound like Natasha Leone? Oh my God. Don't we all want to be Natasha Leone? Like, yeah. Ugh. So those are the two things I am enjoying right now. And I'm almost done with the Harvey books. I have to move on to the next one. And I think the next one I'm going to be listening to is How to Keep House While Drowning. You know, it's about mental health, but also like how you're supposed to like keep going on with your life. So yeah, little light reading. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Because I'm totally looking for like the books I'm going to read on the beach because I'm very Ooh. excited about having a tropical drink in my hand and my Kindle and going nice. ham. Right now, I just finished New Jack by Ted Conover, which is a journalist and anthropologist goes undercover working as, as a corrections officer in Sing Sing for a year in the 90s. Fascinating. Whoa. Because, you know, Yikes. they don't let anybody in. They're very tight about it. And he goes through yeah. all of the training and talks about wow. his relationships with the inmates and the other guards and sort of just like the systemic 
issues in the prison system. And it, it was just fascinating. It was a really, wow. really good read. I read two different books about the troubled teen industry, Troubled and Stolen, which were both great. Mm-hmm. Because I love the webcomic. I think it's just Elan.school, but it's a guy who got out of Elan, which is one of the like super abusive schools that doesn't exist anymore, and has been making this webcomic about his experience and how he like essentially helped take them down because he got very aggressive about like campaigning to get the school closed. And from there, I just wanted more of that content. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm reading one right now. <laughs> I don't know how I found this or why I'm reading it, but the book is called MH370 Mystery Solved. And it's about Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. Oh, yes. Okay. But, okay. It's, but it's written by somebody who is an airplane like accident investigator. And oh. it is the most like gearhead. It's so much like technical plane detail, which is awesome to read right before I get on yeah. a plane. <laughs> but <laughs> well, kind of soothing. Yeah. Well, no, it's good because it's like, well, you'll be dead from the hypoxia already. So you're not even going to know. Right. Yeah. Two more book things, though, before we go on from this. Have you read Hyperbole and a Half? Rachel, when I was in middle school, every single day I would check. I've loved her book. I I just think she was such a huge inspiration to me. And was like instrumental in me figuring out I had depression. And I don't like Mark Marin, but she did an episode with him after like disappearing from the internet for a while. And I just, I'm so impressed with her. The only reason I was just like, because it's so laugh out loud funny. And I was thinking yes. for like, like a beach read. She's just so, <laughs> she's just so funny. And then I would also recommend this one, this graphic novel. It's called RX, like this. Rx, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a graphic memoir by Rachel Lindsay. I read it. It is very good. I think you'd like it. Oh, yes. This seems very relatable. And then Audrey and I are reading a, a graphic novel called B Wolf, B E A W O L F. And it is a retelling in like epic poem style of Beowulf. But for kids. Oh, it's so cute. The story is there is a bunch of kids and they live in a candy-fueled treehouse. And their next-door neighbor is a type A guy named Grindle who sneaks into their treehouse every evening and cleans it and has a magic power where he turns all the children into teenagers, grumpy teenagers, and makes them old. And Beowulf is a young girl who is a warrior who is going to come and defeat him. We haven't gotten to that part yet. And it is, if you've ever read Beowulf or heard the poem or are familiar or watched the cartoon or whatever, or any of it, this is so good. It like just clicks along, but it's all about kids. And Audrey is getting the biggest kick out of it. She thinks it's so funny. And it's really good art and stuff. So that's another one that we're reading. I don't know how you feel about video essays, but have you ever watched any of Jenny Nicholson's videos? I don't think so. I'll send you a couple of them because she does a lot about musicals, but she's just so 
funny and deadpan. And I just like have been going through and watching every single video she's ever put out. And I just, I'm obsessed. But there's one that she did recently (laughs) called the Church Play Cinematic Universe. And it's this deep dive of this one church that has like this super high budget. And every year they do an Easter play. And she goes through every single one of them because they live stream them. And just, there's always a post-crucifixion lament. It'll be like Avengers characters, but they're doing the crucifixion. And so it's like Tony Stark on the cross. It is a great, great video. And I'm very, this year for Easter, the play that they're doing is Beauty and the Beaster. So I'm probably going to watch it on Easter. (laughs) As a Catholic, that's amazing. Yeah, they did like a Pirates of the Caribbean. And they're all like jukebox musicals too, where they like change the words to be about Jesus. It's so funny. Poor Jesus. Like, no wonder (laughs) he hasn't come back. Earth is too embarrassing. Like, I wouldn't wouldn't, come back. If I was that that famous and everybody was talking about me this way, I'd be like, no thanks. Hard pass. I'll stay where I am. Like, yikes. (laughs) That reminds me of this little brief tangent. Audrey and I went to go see my mom around Easter a couple of years ago. My mom was very involved in her church. And so we went to church a couple of times in a row. And we went to the Saturday services and then we went to Easter Sunday. And we're doing Easter Sunday. And Audrey was young at the time. So she's sitting there. She's got a coloring book, you know, and she's like coloring. And they're reading the homily or one of the stories. I can't remember exactly where it fell in the program. And the person reading was like, and then Jesus and Jesus and Jesus. And she looks at me and she goes, this story is about Jesus. And I said, yeah, (laughs) yes, it is. And she goes again. (laughs) And everybody around us started laughing, but church laughing, you know, so they're like, you know, and I said, yeah, this, this whole place is kind of about Jesus, like all the time. And she's like, huh? Okay. Like, (laughs) and then just went right back to come. Oh, Jesus all the time. Is this Jesus again? Like, yeah. Like, she was blown away, too, when we went to an art museum and we were, like, in the Byzantine section. And she was like, look at all these paintings of fat babies. And I was like, (laughs) you know that baby? That's all the same baby. And she's like, what? And I was like, that's all baby Jesus. And she was like, what? All of them? They were all just painting Bible fan art. (laughs) I'm like, he's pretty popular. Our family priest always refers to her as the pagan. So he's like, how's the little pagan? And I, <laughs> and I'm like, she's good. And he's like, great. Like he doesn't care. <laughs> like, it's so, it's amazing. Anyway, next. All right. Time for our final segment, which is three parts gratitude exercise, one part petty grousing. It's called Peaches and Lemons. And the theme song goes right here. All right, we'll both start with a lemon, which is a bummer annoyance. I will go first. Okay. Today was so frustrating. So the the ceiling leaking saga continues. It's worse for my downstairs neighbor. And I won't say anything else about her, but it's been difficult for her. And so the past couple, like month or whatever, since I got out of treatment, this has been a continued thing of like maintenance workers coming to like try to fix it. And so they texted me earlier this week, like, hey, Saturday, they're going to come from... 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was out late at Aaron and Susie's last night. I got uh-huh. home. I uh-huh. tricked myself into thinking I had taken my medication. So I had horrible insomnia and was laying in bed like, 
oh my God, I haven't had this in years. Without medication, my insomnia is lay in bed for two hours staring at the ceiling. And then at like 2 a.m., I realized that I had not taken it, took it, was out, and knew I had to get up early to deal with people coming in here. And they've been pretty punctual these other times. Like I am always skeptical. So I'm like, all right, they're going to come two hours later. Anyway, get up at eight or nine, jumpy and nervous because people are coming. Mm -hmm. Four hours later, I can't go back to sleep and catch up on my sleep because I'm expecting them at any moment. Then they finally come and they don't knock first. They just put the ladder here, walk on my roof and jump down to my balcony and do their shit. But they were drilling into the stucco and getting shit everywhere and clomping on the roof and yelling at each other and maybe was losing her fucking mind. And they were here for like three hours. And so I just like could not relax. They kept like either going down the ladder or like coming through my place. And it's like, I can't Mm. do anything else because maybe it's flipping out. It's supposed to be a Saturday. I want to lay in bed and chill. And I can't because there's like a bunch of men in here and it's loud and I'm stressed out. So they were not gone until like four. And then I was like, I have to deal with my life and get ready. Like, so the entire day I was hoping that I would get stuff done because I have a lot of stuff to do before I leave for the trip or at least get some rest. None of that happened. So uh, that's my lemon. What about you? Okay, my lemon, I will say this, is for people who just are just angry, like for no reason. So I was running errands today. I was in the Dollar Tree parking lot. I'm backing out and you have to be careful. It's a Dollar Tree. People are their own kind of people. And I was going slow. And this guy was waiting for my parking spot because it was a small lot. And I was not going fast enough for him. And so he's like yelling at me. There's like no one behind you. Back up. And I'm like, sir, it is 10 a.m. on a beautiful Saturday. Like, why are you so angry? You're in a Dollar Tree parking lot. The Dollar Tree will still be here. Yeah, it's not a rush. Like, this isn't a going out of business sale or something. Like, sir, I'm being careful. I have a kid in the car. Sorry. So that was upsetting. But then what was more upsetting is how upset it made me for too long. I held on to it for too long, folks. And don't do that. And that made me more upset. Like I'm still talking about it It bothered me so bad. And I also got like angrier as I drove away. And I'm like, now that guy's stupid anger now got transferred onto me. And no, like... I know we all have a lot of undealt with trauma over everything that has happened to all of us collectively and continues to happen, but we got to like start letting it go. We got to let it go. Let it go. Don't get mad in a Dollar Tree parking lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a country song. First of all, that's a country song right there. (laughs) Don't get mad at a Dollar Tree. Okay. Sorry sorry to interrupt. Audrey, Audrey had a question. We're in the middle of peaches and lemons. Audrey had a question. What's your question? Um, how are your levels? Did you check your levels? How are our levels? Did we check our levels? She was okay. very concerned about your levels. Did you check your levels? I'm probably actually a little quiet, to be frank. Okay. Well, if only someone had warned you about that. Uh, I don't, I really don't need ago. your I think she's energy. fine. Her levels are fine. I have no energy. No, no, no. Stay away from her. Okay. She doesn't respect you like I do. All right. Bye. Okay, we gotta go. We have to let. Ah! We have to. to, Oh my! Oh, big hug for mommy. All right.
All right. I'm going to finish up with Layton here. Off you go. I'll be in in a minute. Go on. Say bye, Layton. All right, watch the levels, please. What are your peaches? Please leave. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I didn't want to come in. Audrey wanted to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried not to. I tried yeah. to stop it. <laughs> oh, <God. sighs> you try to have one thing. You try to that have was one thing to yourself. <laughs> Oh, oh, I was going to ask you, how are the prices at Dollar Tree nowadays? Well, they are a dollar and a 25 tree. That's not as bad as I thought it would be. Also, I will say this. Like, folks, don't pass on the Dollar Tree ice cream selection because they've got the novelties. Like, Ooh. if you're looking for your novelties, like your Sour Patch Kid ice cream treats or Twix or whatever, they had the, the mochi in the individual container today. So we bought them like we bought almost all of them because when you see it at the Dollar Tree, buy it. When you see it, do not expect it to be there because they're already moving on from Easter. They're getting their summer stuff, their 4th of July and their graduation stuff out. And it's out now, folks. So here's your hot tip. Like it's coming out now. So get there. Dollar Tree was like my favorite place as a kid because I could go in there with my allowance and just get whatever candy yep. cheap. Their generic food is really good. Their generic and food is fine. Yeah. You can get spam and craft mac and cheese or candy or whatever, and it's cheaper and it's great. They have all the like current stuff. Like I got two frozen pizzas there for four bucks each, and they have like Jimmy Dean breakfast sandwiches and you know all sorts of that good stuff. So yeah, no, we uh, we did well. We did well. Much love tree. to the Dollar Tree, the humble Dollar, Dollar Tree, and the ninety nine cent store. We just don't have one that's closest to us. Dollar Tree's closest. So anyway, yeah. All right. Time for peaches. I'm going to work through mine quick. Okay. Peach number one, got haircut, got bangs. I'm loving the bangs. I don't know why I went this far in my life without bangs because it really completes. And also like when I left the salon, I kept thinking I had forgotten something because my head was so much lighter after four years of growth. You look great, kid. You Thank look you. great. Thank You're you. Welcome. Peach number two is that I got this Adidas tracksuit and I've been wanting one for a while. Susie and Aaron and Vernon and I are going to be in matchy-matchy tracksuits for our plane day next week. Just having a little Sopranos core moment. And I just want to wear nothing but this now. And it has an interior pocket. It looks good. It's comfortable. You look put together. And I just love it. Then my third peach is just that I have never been on a vacation in my adult life. I've been very lucky to travel internationally for work, but all of those trips were extremely stressful and worky and including the one where I almost died. So not being on vacation as an adult, I've never really done that with friends. Like I've never had a friend vacation and it's going to be all my buddies and I get to see twerp and then we're going to hang out on the beach and drink tropical drinks and like, Love it. I'm ready. I'm loving all of this for you. These are like some major peaches. Yes, they really are. These are like concerning genetically modified peaches where you're like, <laughs> it shouldn't be that big. James and the giant peaches. Yes. And there's a hot goth spider inside. You can live inside these peaches. That's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. After, after this year and especially this winter and treatment yeah. and all that yeah. shit, it'll oh, be nice yeah. to 
Oh, and, and I don't think I can say exactly when it comes out, but Homebody, Jory's game that I co-wrote and did 2D and 3D art for, is coming out very soon. And I'm just so unbelievably proud of the work that we did. It's like a giant pie of peaches. Yeah, peach cobbler. But I just, I can't wait for people to play it because I think that it's the exact horror game that I would want to play. And that's so rare for me because I I like watching people play horror games, but Mm -hmm, I don't like playing mm -hmm. them. But Homebody is just like, it's awesome. It's so cool. And folks, rest assured, once it comes out, Jory will come on the show and we'll talk about it and all that stuff. Oh, yes. Yes, he will. Maybe, Maybe we'll give away some Steam keys or something. I don't know. Sweet. Yeah. Rachel, what about you? All right. What about me? Okay. My peaches. Three peaches. One, my new job. I'm working again full time and I am really digging it. I like the people I work for and with and I like the stuff that I'm doing and I am enjoying the atmosphere and I miss things like being appreciated for things. And I say this like not that I'm not appreciated as a stay-at-home human, but it's not the same, you know. So when I do something what I would consider like just a normal courtesy, it gets recognized. Like I cleaned out the office fridge and everybody was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I'm like, well, yeah, it was dirty. And they're like, oh, nobody ever thought of doing that. Like, it's nice to have those moments where the gentle courtesies and stuff are kind of acknowledged that don't necessarily get acknowledged when you are a parent or a spouse or whatever, just because you kind of forget to do that. So that's been nice. So that's a big peach. That's been pretty, pretty great. My second peach is that, so I was a production chair for the nine o'clock players this year, and I did the same play twice, Cinderella, and it closed in a good way. It was supposed to. And this spring production was amazing and I got through it and it was an interesting experience and I'm glad I did it. So now I know what goes into play production for a nonprofit organization. Also, the nine o'clock players is an amazing organization and should get a lot more love than it does. And just kind of getting in that world has been really interesting. And my third peach is that I have a really amazing support network and cheerleading squad. So like when I was going through my job search journey, which took me over a year and was very stressful and very humiliating and very humbling and very painful and frustrating because there's a lot of emotional cost to looking for a job. You put a lot of yourself into it and it really can beat you down. So for anybody who's out there, like I am, I am there for you. When I got my job and I reached out to the people who had been there for me, even the people who couldn't really do anything, but they were just in my corner, just checking in on me and just being like, how's it going? What are you working on? How can I support the amount of love that I got back from all of those people and the congratulations and stuff was just so wonderful. And it's always a a great reminder to lean on the people who are in your life because they mean it. The friends that are true friends will be there for you and they want you to lean on them and they love it. People do love that. They love that you're like, I'm going to you because I just need help. And like, they will show up for you. The ones that truly care about you and that are truly there for you will show up for you. And they'll show up for you in whatever ways they can. And that was a wonderful experience too. So that's what makes life worth living. Yeah. 
It really does. And you know, if you know that you're the kind of person that will always be there for someone else, trust that they will be there for you. And you know, the people that won't be, they'll weed themselves out. You know, they'll make themselves known. And you you got to be there for yourself too. Like yeah. uh, other folks out there with bad brains and self-loathing and stuff. Like you are the person who will always be with you. So be nice to you. Don't be mean to you. Don't bully yourself. One day I will figure this out <laughs> and stop doing it. But for now, I will project my advice on others. Well, look, here's the thing is that, you know, acknowledgement is part of the battle and baby steps. And if you can have that one day where you're nice to yourself and maybe you had six days where you weren't, but you had one day that you were good, good, then latch onto that. And then maybe next week you'll have two days where you're good to yourself and five days where you're not. And you can build on that because you'll start to trust yourself again. And that's all that we can ask. Well, that's a lovely note to end on. This was great, Rachel. We got to do this more. Yes, I would love it. I mean, hanging out but also recording. Well, no, I mean, look, I know I'm going to see you for the rest of our days, but like, unless the backlash against this episode is so tremendous, um, (laughs) that'll, of course, the comedian in me, that'll just make me want to come back more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like talk talk about (laughs) real serious stuff. We're going to be like, hey, if you thought that episode got deep, (laughs) buckle in, folks. Prepare for the bends because we're going super deep. You know what? Thankfully, I don't think we've ever had huge backlash on an episode yet. Oh, no. Every single week, I'm like, this is the one. We're fucked. We're fucked. <laughs> you know what? I hope it's me because that would be great for the old marriage just to tank your husband's podcast. <laughs> you know, I really, I really liked you, Brian, until, until that wife of yours got on the show. <laughs> Uh, that would be great. That just means we secede and do our own podcast. <laughs> Yay. All right. Huh, how are your levels? I think my levels are pretty good. And you know All what? Right. I don't even just mean my volume, folks. My internal levels are pretty good. They're pretty good now. Maybe that's what Brian was asking the whole time. Maybe that's what he was. You know. <laughs> Men are just so bad at asking about this. (laughs) I just want to say like a real quick thing. So my dad once gave me a bit of advice about men's and women's. And he said, a husband will buy his wife a set of tires for her car for her birthday. And the wife will be like, he gave me tires. Like, is that what he thinks about me? Tires? And here's the difference. He said, a man will look at a wife's car and say, those tires aren't very good. She's going to be driving and it's going to be night. And one of those tires is going to blow and I'm not going to be there. And she needs to have good tires. So I'm going to put good tires. And that's the difference between men and women. And then he lifted his paper in front of his face. And that was it. That was the end of the conversation. He gave a little shake. (laughs) He did. He did. And like, that was the end. So there you wow. go. Tires. Well, everybody, that's our show this week. Give yourself a little hug. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Give yourself a little kiss on the cheek. Get yourself a pedicure. Wear that teal colored dress. Have those nightmarish thoughts and go out there and 
win. And also self-care isn't always, you know, if you've got a task you've been putting off that you're torturing yourself and you feel like shit because you haven't done this one task, it's probably going to take you 10 minutes and you will feel better. And that's a gift to your future self. So do do that. And also protect trans kids. That's our show. See you next week. That's our show. Late Night is produced by Brian Wecht, Leighton Gray, and Jarek Centeno. Follow us on Twitter at Leighton Night, on Instagram at Leighton underscore Night, or email us at LeightonKnight at gmail.com.